And thank you so much. And I hope you are doing so well today. Uh, well, we're sending our love uh, to the family of Eunice Gill, who uh, was a member of this church for many years and uh, went to be with the Lord a week last Thursday. And we do ask you to uphold the family in prayer this time. In a couple of weeks' time, we'll hold a, a restricted number funeral service here as we celebrate uh, Eunice's life together. Well, what an incredible moment we are in at CLM right now. What an incredible time to rejoice in the goodness of God and together to know that God has done something wonderful in and through us. We rejoice in the miracle he has put through our hands. And I don't know about you, but I'm also excited saying, Lord, why have you positioned us for this? What have you got in store for us next? To think that that this building, which in, in some ways was too big for the congregation at the time, certainly too expensive, would get built. And then the miracle of what God would do has just been amazing. For two years when it was built, we couldn't get a mortgage on it. No bank would, would lend us the money they considered us too risky to even pay back over 25 years. And then in just four years, 1.8 million pounds, paid off because they don't know our God and they don't know what he is capable of doing. Last week, the man of God brought a word that this is the moment of shift, an hour of shift. And I believe that. I believe we are in a new chapter, a new day, a season of new anointing. And with new anointing comes new authority. And with new authority comes new responsibility. So we say, Lord, here we are. What do you want to do in us and through us individually and together? And last week, many of you, as well as being part of the morning services and, and the special offering, were part of a Zoom gathering in the evening. We had something like 150 to 200 devices logged on. Many of those had two, three, four people in. We reckon probably 250, 300 people in a big Zoom gathering. And we gathered together and we worshipped and we prayed and we shared the, the offering total at that time. And also that in the previous few days, we had gone debt free as a church, it was a gorgeous time. And we said it'd be about half an hour and we prayed a blessing and some people went, but you know, some moments are too precious to rush. And so most of us stayed on. And in that time we heard from some of the heroes who'd been involved in the previous season of getting the building built. And it was just gorgeous to see their response, their joy, their faith, to hear some stories. And so uh, we just felt in this service, we should capture a little bit of that. And we're gonna show you a few highlights. As a disclaimer, I need to let you know, they were not expecting us to use this. It was spontaneous. If you weren't there, you need to imagine these were thumbnails in a gallery of, of about 200 people. Um, but here are some of the stories. And I know this is gonna uh, warm your hearts and strengthen your faith. And if you want to use the YouTube chat to comment as we go, feel free to do that. Here's some of the heroes from CLM. Hey, do you know, absolutely amazing. Miracles, miracles, hallelujah. I won't sleep tonight. <laughs> Tell us a bit about um, the journey, I mean, because it was a big journey getting to the building project and then had some some bumps along the way, but you persevered. Yeah. 2008 was a recession was here and people used to think we were mad starting to build in, in a recession. Mm -hmm. But God says, I want you to do it. 
want you to trust me, I want you to believe me. And we had some opposition, the university, and not they, they really opposed us in one sense or another, but God was on our side. I felt like Goliath and David, you know, but, uh, you know, David won. <laughs> and so, uh, well, we were offered one time a million pound if we would move, move from the site and go somewhere else. It was very tempting, but I thought, no, with the leadership, we were, we, were, we were one mind that we were going to go ahead despite the opposition because God is with us. Can you say amen? <laughs> amen, amen. And I'm so glad you did. We want to honor your faith and your obedience um, for just following the leading of the Lord. And, you know, we, we look at the journey of how, you know, under your leadership, the building was built. And, and then as the baton was passed through John Partington yeah. to us, we've been able to, to run the next leg to here and just exciting. Uh, Sandra, do you want to, I know you're a, a lady of great prayer. I know you've, you've prayed this through, like from inception through to yeah. today. Um, yeah, do you want to say something? Yeah, I just want to say that it's just amazing what God has done. And it's just been a privilege to be part of this church. Amen. And to see the miracle, you know, the miracles we've seen in prayer, we've seen the enemy run, we've seen God miraculously provide, we've heard the voice of the shepherd and he has opened doors that no man can close and he's broken down strongholds that seemed impossible and you know, he's, and I'm so glad, you know, that today the mortgage has been paid, nobody can take no, the building right. away from us because it's, <coughs> us, it's the churches. And I'd like to also thank God, and I, it's just yeah. the Lord's doing, and it's marvellous in our eyes. It's pretty good. <laughs> it's wonderful, absolutely wonderful. And I remember Barry Rhodes saying, you know, if we could pay this off within 10 years, this would be a wonderful thing. And here we are, incredible. It's absolutely amazing. It was it was a long journey and an arduous journey at times, um, but the people on it were full of faith, and it was amazing that as obstacles appeared, um, including the archaeologists that we had to pay to come and have a look through our site, <laughs> took a very long time, um, and then the university putting in their massive objection the day before um, the last day they could put it in. And half a dozen of us went to the planning meeting and we sat through no end of things uh, that were going at private houses that took forever. And it came to ours and the lady um, planning officer, she said, uh, she came to ours and she said, I, I can't find any objections and um, the university had centred on the fact that we were overdeveloping the site. We haven't got enough parking, too much building, too many people. She said, I can't find any objections other than it's not big enough. Um, we want you to put an extra floor on. 
Uh, so that was absolutely incredible. And uh, we came out of there popping and skipping and full of joy. So it, it was uh, an, an unusual journey, an incredible journey, and my heart is bursting. And I'm just sorry he's not here to see. So I started off, I was working for myself and um, the hoarding blew down around the building when we were going to build it. And uh, Tony rang me up and asked me if I could come and fix it down properly. So I come and fixed it down after some high winds and uh, yeah, the roller coaster started from there. I had an interview with Provision and they took me on and uh, the assistant site manager and uh, done all my training, worked my way up, built the church, which was probably one of the... I've built some buildings now over the past few years, but it was probably one of the hardest buildings to build because I knew I knew what was going to come out of it in the end, the passion, the love, and just God's God's love all over it. And I could just remember sitting there on a night time with no roofs on, sitting on the steels with Tony every night. We used to pray over that building, wow. saying, Lord, wow. come and have your way in this building. And, and when they first opened it, I couldn't stop crying because right. I knew what was going to happen. And look at it now. Just look at what's happened now. The people, it's the community. Oh, it's, just, it's just amazing, Martin. And it's, it's fantastic. It really is. Yeah, it, it had been a, a long journey right back from uh, when we first started buying little bits of land to create the site that the building is now on, um, right through the 1970s, 1980s, 1990s, when we built the first welcome center. And then one day someone said, we need a bigger church. Can't remember who it was. Still trying to find out so I can blame them, but. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, to go out to find a mortgage so, um, we could build the place, um, relying on the conferencing to get us the mortgage um, because the church alone wasn't big enough to be able to pay a mortgage of that size. Um, and then hoping that we might be able to pay it off um, probably within 10, 15 years, um, getting five years into the mortgage and it hadn't really moved. It had come down by a little bit, but it was still 1.8 million and then seeing how it's come down, not just in small bits, but in lumps and jumps and amazing amounts over the last four years until today we can sit here and say, we own that building and we have no mortgage on it. It's been and, fantastic. Uh, and what, what, what do you think the Lord wants to do looking ahead? I have no idea, <laughs> but I know it's time to move forward. Um, mortgage is gone we don't have to pay out money to pay for the building anymore so now it's time to look at um, what has God put in our hands and what should we do with it so it's time now to look forwards and not backwards
it's just amazing to be here this time and to see the work of God as far as the building is concerned, uh, completed. In but when I think about it, I think it's an amazing um, faith journey we've been on, um, starting off in the middle of the worst recession by then, um, which we were in and then being called upon and just sensing the Lord wanting us to start a building project, which to us and to many others just seemed to be an impossible time to um, um, something that was not rational to start a building work such as this with, of, of this sort uh, at such a time. But what's amazing, we started in a recession and God to show that it was he who was at work we end in the worst recession ever. <laughs> can you? Can anybody just write a script like that? Uh, and for, for me, it's, it just says to me, God's plans can, nothing can shake God's plans. Nothing. In fact, I think there is a, a story there for us as a body of Christ, individually, collectively, that indeed no condition, no situation can erode or stop God's plan and purpose in our lives. That if we can start and stop in a recession and another recession, nothing is able to stop us from achieving God's plans and call upon our lives. I just feel so excited about it and even more excited about what God is going to do in the future. Amen. Well, why don't we just take a moment to do that and to say thank you either in the chat or, or where you are. Uh, Mick and Sandra, we honor you. Tony and Julie and, and Sue and Rich and Andre, Gary and Pam, Donald and Rose and, and others, notably uh, John and Kim Legate, John and Joe Froggart, Dave and Leanne Bolton and many others and many of you who are with us today were in that season. We're so grateful for your example and for the legacy of faith. And I'm aware really that is the sermon today. It speaks so many things to us, so many lessons for us to learn. And I don't know about you, but I'm left really thinking, what will we do in our day? What will the next generation say about us? And I just really briefly want to draw out a few thoughts. Number one uh, is this, where there seems to be no way with God, there is a way. Where there seems to be no way, with God there is a way. Last week it was brought into our worship, Isaiah 43, 19. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I'm making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. I, I love the New King James. It says, I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. You know, for us as a church to get to hear from where we were, when it looked impossible, God made it possible. All the opposition from the university, there was a, a moment that hasn't been spoken about there, but I know from the previous leadership where the money ran out mid-project and they, they met as elders and as leaders to basically make a decision to pause the project and they went away to pray and they came back and unanimously they were they said, we, we can't stop. We know God is in this. We don't know how this is going to work. And in faith, 
they pushed on. Four years ago, we looked at a mountain of debt and it's, it's easy now to say 1.8 million pounds paid off. I remember when that stood before us and it looked so massive and I didn't know how we could possibly make a dent in it. And yet it's been removed. And I don't know what you might be facing, but I want to remind you today that where there seems to be no way with God, there is a way. Whatever needs to be moved in your life, whatever it looks like cannot shift, cannot change. With God, all things are possible. And, and, and let us be reminded of that reality and that truth from what we've heard and what we're in. The second brief thought that, that I'm reminded of is there is power in together. There's, there's power in together. I'm overwhelmed with gratitude by the collective response of God's people over the last four years. And as hundreds and hundreds of people have played their part, and I know in the midst of that, there's individual sacrifice. There are holy moments. Seeing people in our services in the last four years kneeling down and coming to the front and responding in faith and trepidation and trusting God and on our own personal faith journeys. And yet together, we're part of this miracle. I'm sure, like me, those of you that were part of that very first vision offering, Vision 80, four years ago, we'll never forget it. And I remember coming in and the worship time, it was, it was surprisingly quiet. The congregation seemed quiet. I'll be honest with you, I was on the front row with Esther. We'd got our faith pledge and, and I was like, I don't know if anybody else is going to respond here today because it seemed really quiet. And I, I reflected afterwards, I think it was just the sobriety of so many of us stepping out in new ways of faith in that moment. But then as we started to gather up and, and, and declare what the offering was and went up and up and up. And I remember finishing the morning over 400,000 given and pledged. And I remember seeing one, of the, one guy, I've never seen him raise a hand in worship, literally jumping for joy. I remember talking to Mary Matindi in the lobby and we're just going, that actually happened. And it was the power of together. Psalm 133 says, Behold how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. It's like precious oil on the head, running down on the beard. For there the Lord commanded the blessing, even life forevermore. None of us could have put the building up by ourselves. None of us could have paid for it by ourselves, but together. None of us can, ful can fulfill what the Lord has for us in the coming season, but together and I want to encourage us to guard our unity at this time to to be together where we can to connect where we can to pray for one another it's been so beautiful in the last week in our prayer and fasting times to come together even on zoom with our brothers and sisters and how my heart longs for you and let's stay with that sense of longing and prayer for one another the third thing I'm, I'm reminded of is what Donald said nothing can thwart God's call and God's plan. Donald said it like this, nothing can stop us achieving God's call and God's plan upon our lives. Proverbs 19.21 says, many are the plans of a man's heart, but it's the Lord's purpose that prevails. You know, in many ways, the, the building maybe didn't make sense. It, it was too expensive for the church at the time. Pastor Bonner, Mick was coming to the end of his tenure of leadership. You don't normally put a building up when you're about to finish. But God spoke and it may have been a recession, but God spoke. We've paid it off in a pandemic because God is on time. I know this year has thrown so much at so many of us, but I want to remind you that 
that whatever might seem out of whack, God's call and God's purpose stands firm in your life and it cannot be thwarted. We just got to hold on to him. Never doubt in the darkness what you saw or heard in the light. I remember talking to one of the leaders of Holy Trinity Brompton, one of the great churches in our nation in, in Knightsbridge in London, one of the most expensive areas of our nation. And they'd had this word to expand years ago and, and they'd, they've got a lot of wealthy people in their congregation and connections and they'd spoken to 15 people who'd all pledged a million pounds. They got 15 million pounds agreed, very different position to, to maybe where we are. And they had these great plans and they went to the planners, but the whole thing got thrown out and they couldn't develop. And, and he was saying how he felt almost depressed as to what had happened, so disheartened, so discouraged. But out of it, a church planting movement began that has planted HTB churches all around the nation. And he said a little bit like Mary on the first morning after the cross or the third morning after the cross, it took me a while to recognize the resurrection body, that God's word of expansion had come to pass just in a way they had misunderstood and hadn't seen. I want to say God's word over your life never fails. His purposes never fail. And finally, I'm reminded of this, that the miracle opens the door for more miracles. In many ways, the, the putting up of this building was a miracle. The paying of the debt in four years has been a miracle. But where we were a couple of weeks ago in Luke 5, 8, Peter kneels down after the miraculous catch of fish in the boat and, and he says to Jesus, go away from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. And Jesus says, do not be afraid. From now on, you will fish for people. Peter is looking at the miracle that's just happened. Jesus is looking at the miracles to come. And I, I want to remind us that that God has positioned us at this time, not so we can look back and, and go, wow, hasn't that been amazing, but so that we can face forwards and allow God to keep putting miracles through our hands. I love how Donald and Gary spoke about being excited to look ahead. We have to look forwards, not backwards. And we need to continue to pray that God would use us as a people and take us forward into everything that he has. You know, if we were in the room together at this moment, I would invite us to stand. I'd probably invite us to join hands and to pray together. And I'm going to ask you where you are. If you're in your living room or your bedroom, would you stand with me? Could we stand together, even though scattered? Children and young people, if you can join and let's join as the people of God in the best way we can in this moment. I wonder if we can pray and together join our hearts. Father, we, we say thank you for what you've done. Thank you for the miracle that we see you've put through our hands. Thank you for how you've helped us. Thank you for how you've watched over us. Thank you for your purposes that have not been and cannot be thwarted. We pray, we pray for one another. We pray individually, we pray collectively for everything that lies ahead. Lord, would you help us to lay hold of it? Every aspect, I pray for every person, every dream, every call, every ministry, every missional expression, whatever you want to do in us individually and together. Lord, we pray, would we step into it for your glory? We pray, come, have your way, be honored and glorified, and we rejoice in your goodness at this time. Thank you, Lord. And the people of God said, Amen.